This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQualsCFP.com, J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. Right, it's time to tackle a topic that I have not ferociously attacked in quite some time. I've been a little lax, too lax, one would say, or one could say. And that is, what types of financial advisors exist here in our area? But let's give you the real rundown. You know, the intro says, no, here to tell you the truth. Let's give you the rundown. Well, there are financial sales hacks, and they are not financial sales hacks. There are way more financial sales hacks then there are non-financial sales hacks. What's a financial sales hack? Well, they want to convince you, whether it's a small firm or a large firm, that they have some type of information and help and strategies and complexities that can serve you when it's really about doing what's in their best interest. And it's all masked by all that complexity. Their ultimate goal is to put you in financial products that are expensive, that are counterproductive to your retirement planning, that are more better or better for them and their firm and the investment company or insurance company than for you. Simple as that. So I have a question for you. Why are you working with these people? Why would you want? I, I, I guess you get deceived. You get blinders on. Folks, there are no secrets when it comes to investments and financial planning. Now, there's different ways, different opinions. Hey, I may have a different way to go about planning one's retirement than someone else, and we can debate that. But the ultimate goal, we're trying to get from point A to point B, and that's it. On the investment side, is that do you want to own a lot of complex, high-cost junk that's better for the, the sales hack or the firm, financial firm, or the financial company than for you? Well, if you don't, you have to stop working with these knuckleheads. Why they are in business is because you allow them to be in business. Not enough people have wised up to the fact that you don't need all that mess. You don't need high-cost annuity products. You don't need equity index, fixed index, whatever they're calling them today. Is there a, is there a niche for those products? Absolutely. I'm not talking about niche. There's also a niche for... Uh, high-level estate planning if someone has a $100 million net worth. 
And then there's a lot of strategies you would use in that case that you would not use on someone who has a million dollar net worth. doesn't mean that those strategies are bad. It says, we're going to talk about something that affects most people. Those with $25 million and under for the most case, certainly 10 million and under. So for those with 1,000 to 10 million or maybe even 25 million, I'm speaking to you. Why do you believe that these knuckleheads can serve you when they're strictly in business, wolves in sheep's clothing, out there to do what's better for them than for you? Their credentials say it all. Their advertisements say it all. They're the way that they're compensated says it all. Yet, they're allowed to stay in business. What you need to make sure you're focused on when it comes to your investments and your retirement plan and your financial plan, don't overpay your advisor. If you don't know exactly how you're paying them, what you're paying them, and if it's reasonable, send me an email and I'll tell you. You need to know what your investments are costing you. What is the hidden cost? What is the, uh, the, the known cost? Who is it better for, the firm, the, the investment sales hack, or, or you? If you don't know that, send me an email. I'll do a free review. What are the conflicts of interest? Is your advisor a full-time, 100% of the time fiduciary? If they are not, and you, or you don't know, you got to figure that out. These hacks are allowed to stay in business, or they're allowed to make a substantial living, is because there's too much, there's an abundance of trust. And if I were to pull back the curtain on these advisors, based on the advice and the fees that they're giving, you would be shocked. You would be like, why in the world would anyone use the strip mall people? Or why would anyone use the big banks or the local banks for investment and financial advice or the investment houses? Why would you? They wouldn't. If they knew what I know, they would not trust them with a nickel of their money, and neither should you. Learn more. Check out Jason Qualls, cfp.com, Jason Qualls, cfp.com. Learn, learn how, why, and the what to, to what I do. Jason Qualls, cfp.com. All right, taking our first break. If you want to jump in with a question, a comment, hit me up online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Back right after this. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is, most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Recent reports show that half of Americans don't have any of the most basic estate planning documents, like a will or powers of attorney. Folks, if you're married or have children, you can't put this off any longer. Call John Baker, estate planning attorney, right now at 896-5621. As a husband, wife, mother, or father, you owe it to your loved ones to make sure your estate plan is in order. So call John Baker at 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. 
Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848 1072. That's 848 1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now is Kevin Sizemore, CPA Tothero of Tothero Helen Welch, THWCPA.com, THWCPA.com. Here to talk taxes. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. A lot of talk is going on about taxes in the political debate. What is Biden going to do if he wins? Trump, I don't know if he's proposed any changes. Is that is that the biggest factor that's spooking people with the economy that they thinks that taxes are going to be raised is going to derail the economy? What are your clients saying at this stage? Yeah, a lot of the I guess the wealthier clients are looking at it and saying, you know, my taxes are going to go way up. And and based on what I've read, I feel like that that is probably a true statement. Absolutely. Uh, the ones you know, just a normal person, I don't think it's going to affect them as much. Um, depending on what they do with the rates, you know, the, what they're talking about is that the top rate is going to go up to 39.6 from where it's at now. I believe it's 35. Is that right? Uh, so that in itself is going to affect those high income earners, but I, I haven't heard much talk about the other rates and that would be interesting to see if those are going to go back to pre uh, Trump tax. Because people are loving the 12% tax bracket. You oh, make yeah. up to 80000 jointly of taxable income and stay in the 12% tax bracket. That's way lower than it has been before Donald Trump. Right. It was, the, I guess, the 15% bracket at that point. Yeah, it was 15. We had a 10, a 15, and a 20. Now we have a 10, a 12, and a 22. Yeah, 22, and then 24, and then it jumps to, I think, maybe... 28 or 32 people are trying to find ways to save money on taxes they're trying to put more money into retirement accounts they're taking advantage of the low a lot of people are just going to try to take advantage of the low tax system that we're under thinking that tax rates are going to go up it's going to be some time before taxes will be able to be raised because congress can't do anything in a swift basis but the current tax laws are only set to be around for another four years right yeah, the sunset I think, is 2025. Fully go away in 25. That's, I believe that's correct. Everything goes away. So that's going to have to be renegotiated anyway. Right. Uh, article we were looking over before we started this segment was taxation on Social Security. This affects a lot of retirees, those who are taking Social Security, but also earning other taxable, not earning, but taking other taxable income, such as pension or IRA and 401k distributions. It could affect the amount of your Social Security that gets taxed, and there's certain thresholds you cannot cross over. In your clients, a lot of people taking Social, are they impacted by this taxation? Uh, yeah, some of them are. They, in, when your Social Security is taxed on the federal level, it, it'll never, no more than 85% of your earnings that you have from Social Security, it's really not earnings, but the income that you have from Social Security will be taxed. So it's never fully taxable. Right or wrong, it's never fully taxable. So a single filer, 
that makes about thirty thousand dollars, somewhere right. in that in that realm. That's right. Would have half of their social security counted as taxable income. That's right. And the other half is reportable. Not yeah, not counted. It's reportable but not taxable. If you're a single filer and your income exceeds thirty four thousand, then eighty five percent of your social security income is counted as taxable. So you want to stay Certainly under the thirty four thousand as a single person, yeah. and if married, you want to stay under. I think the or the if you're, but if you can, you want to stay under the, the twenty five thousand dollar of taxable. So it would be someone on the lower side of taxable income that could avoid this taxation on Social Security. So if you're making two thousand three two or three thousand dollars a month from pension and IRA withdrawals plus your social. Some of your social is going to be taxed. Yeah, it's just going to be taxed. It just that's just how it is. Now, as a married filer, if you have income a little bit higher, if you make between thirty-two thousand and forty-four thousand, up to eighty-five percent. So forty-four thousand is the cutoff for married uh, for married people. Right. So you want to stay under the forty-four, under the thirty-two, if you can, to avoid no taxation on Social Security. This is one of those things. That is, this is stuff in the tax code. I feel like they need to fix. Yeah, absolutely, because we have discussed it before. So it, it's a tax on a tax. You do a is. lot of payroll. So correct me if I'm wrong. I, let's say I make a thousand dollars of pay, of payroll, W two income. That's right. And of my thousand dollars that I earn, they're going to take you know what about eight percent for payroll taxes, right? Right. Seven point six five is what they're going to take. So about six percent of that is Social Security taxes. That's right. So before my Social Security taxes are withheld, do I pay income tax on the whole 1000 Yes, you do. So on a $1,000 paycheck, I'm paying federal income tax on the whole 1000 Right. I'm paying 6% tax on the whole 1000 That's correct. So basically, if my Social Security income gets taxed later, it's basically getting taxed again. It is. It absolutely is. Now, what level is it getting taxed again is debatable because if I, if I could, if the government did not take my 6% from me in Social Security taxes and I was able to do it on my own, keep that money and invest it when I wanted to and it grew to whatever, there would be some of the account that I would, my own Social Security account that would be contribution. Some would be earnings. Right. But it certainly wouldn't be all subject to taxation. I certainly would not be able – I could be able to finagle it where I think better than 50% would be countable. So at some level, Social Security is getting taxed twice Right. if you make more than a certain amount. Yeah, so you're saying you would take your 6.2%. Yeah, so we did away with the Social Security system, and then uh, maybe you just privatize it. And okay. Say, we're going to take withhold, still withhold the same amount of of taxes for Social Security, but it's going into your an account in your name, and that account is going to grow at let's say a guaranteed four percent. Okay. I'm just making up numbers here. So there. when I go and I work for twenty or thirty years, when I retire after twenty or thirty years, whatever my private Social Security account had grown to, some of it will be what I put in, and right. some of it will be interest. That's right. And then when I choose to make a withdrawal, typically in the real investment world, I can withdraw basis or I could sell something, sell an asset to withdraw earnings. Right. 
But in the same case, you treat it like an annuity, right? Yeah. That it's a pro rata type thing. So part of it would be taxable. Yeah, let's say that I have a million bucks, but I put in 700000 of the million. Right. So the- I got 300000 of growth. Right. So I should be able to pull out from my own private Social Security account. 70% would be tax-free. 30% would be taxable. Sounds too easy to me. <laughs> That's- well, another thing that we're losing out on by not having private Social Security accounts, because in the real investment world, it's the gains I would be spending in retirement would be capital gains, right? Anyone in the 12% tax bracket, anyone that is realizing long-term gains pays no tax. That's right. So how would it be uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. Gains. So the, the double taxation on Social Security as it currently stands is for everyone that makes basically from 25000 to 80000 because yes. if I had eighty thousand dollars of income as a married filing jointly couple, and I had my private social security account, if I'm realizing long term gains, which you probably would be, you'd pay no tax. Right. You would. You would make sure that you kept your income under that eighty thousand dollars because you have control. A lot of times, you have control of it in that situation. Yeah, you have. That's the that's the thing. The government takes it from you and takes over the control, and basically tells you how it's going to be, and it's not as advantageous for you. How they write this tax code stuff just seems it's it's <laughs> mind boggling. Yeah, it is mind boggling. It is from what if you in your study of becoming a CPA and just learning about the IRS and how laws are written. Is there anything about that? What goes into ta- creating a tax law? I'm not. I, I've never seen. Uh, there's people that write that tax law. Uh, so it's never easy. It's no, just, it's just never so complicated. Easy. And I, they're going to be a lot smarter than me. For this group, no taxes. For this group, partial taxes. For this group, it's all taxes. But then on top of that, the IRS can uh, interpret those laws. Uh, and, of course, they interpret that best suits the government a lot of times. And a lot, you know. So well, that's, a lot their, of that's t- their bias. Yeah, and they work for the government, so that's what they do. Well, that's a good segue to what something that has occurred to me as these stupid tax laws get written, and we allow it to keep being, keep being passed and written because of the people we put in office. For every complicated tax law, there is more staff that's needed at the IRS, yeah. which is wasting tax dollars. Yeah. If we had a simpler tax law system, we wouldn't need all the people at the IRS doing audits and all this other stuff. Absolutely. We're trying to figure out what, what's legal and what's not. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people say, well, we need a flat tax. Well, you still have, you know, on income. Well, I can understand that, but not everyone is an employee. There's a lot of business owners out there or they have self-employment earnings. So how do you arrive at their income? And that's, you know, the deductions that are deductible. What income is includable? So there, there still has to be laws around how you arrive at a taxable income. But I wonder if the government, as they're writing these laws, saying, "Well, if we pass this law, it's gonna, it's gonna force us to have to hire another three thousand people at the IRS, which is tax money." I don't spent. think they ever look at it like that. Or hey, if we remove these stupid tax laws, we could cut the IRS's. Uh, you know, payroll by X, and we make up for it. Yeah, but they're never government. Never fires <laughs> anyone. 
that's the that's what you would do at a real business, right? Yeah. You, you have a manufacturing plant you're trying to automate. Well, yes, there's going to be some money you have to spend on the front end to get the automation in, in, in play or enforce. But after that, it should save you and you're trying to cut down your total long-term right. expenses. That's exactly right. I may have to hire some really smart people to restructure the tax code to make it simpler, but once and that's going to cost money. But once it's done, I can fire about half the IRS. That seems like smart <laughs> business to me. Because those people that work at the IRS are getting paid every year. Yeah. They require health insurance. Now, those those people, you know, you get up in the higher levels of the IRS, those people are smart people. They, I mean, they really know their stuff. Uh, but now the people you talk to on the phone, a lot of times they can't help you. And they're just looking at a screen. Well, there will be less people having to reach out to the IRS if the tax code wasn't so complicated. We could fire that's, all the phone people. That's exactly. I tell you what, we were cleaning out an office the other day, and we we had... I don't know. You know what a master tax guide is, correct? I do not. Is that it, some type of IRS issued book? No, it's a it, it's a book put out by a publishing company, and it's it's pretty standard that most CPAs have a copy of it or have access to it online. We've got access to it online, but we, you know we still have the book form, and we had them for the last twenty years. That thing had grown by an inch <laughs> in the last twenty years, and it's just it's not tax code. It's just summary of it. Wow. Uh, it, it's, it, we just sat there and laughed. Well, there's it. other costs that can be cut, right? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You could need the, we would need that thick, thick ass book <laughs> if, if you could cut the tax law down. That's right. All right. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're talking taxes with Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Teller O'Hill and Wealth. Hit us up online at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back with you in just a moment. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free, certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free, certified financial planner, for a free, no-obligation investment review at 878-2134. Or go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tuthero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tuthero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. So this is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show to give you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not peddling any live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. JasonQuallsCFP.com for all about me. 
here still to talk taxes is Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero Hill and Welch. Been in business. Their firm has been in business over five decades. Interesting title to an article. The tax court has ruled on vacation home losses. So if you had a vacation home, I assume people were taking losses. What was the issue with that? Why can I do that? Uh, why, if, that why do they need to... This is one of the things we were talking about last segment. Why do they need... It's so complicated, they have to have a special ruling on the law. Yeah, it's... Um, so, vacation homes, most of the time, people have second homes, and they use them as rental. Uh, so, if you use that house more than 14 days, more than, so 15 days or more, uh, you cannot take the deduction as a uh, rental loss. Now, there's there's rental... There's Unless rental, you have other passive activities, right? Is it a passive offset no, there? No, that that is if you use personally use that house for more than fifteen days or more, there is no deduction. Oh, you can't exceed the right. fourteen. Yeah. No, what you're talking. And if you're about, under that, then you use passive to passive. Yeah, right? it's passive. So rental is passive income. So rental losses can be offset by rental in, or, or passive gains or passive income. Uh, but there's limitations on passive losses as well. So let's, well, I'm not going to dissect it. If you have a vacation home, you need, and you're trying to, you know, you're renting it out. You need a tax expert. You need a tax person to help you. Yes, you do. <laughs> Just like if you have a rental property. But right. let's think about this. So I, I have a primary residence, and then I also go buy a vacation home. And I'm going to buy this vacation home, and I'm going to rent it to some other people and get some income off of it. This seems like whatever profit I make, I'm just going to count it. Right. Right. So the issue of taking losses here is that I guess people are trying to get some depreciation. Yeah. So rental. See, that's property. what. That's why. Why even allow that? Yeah. So to say you you because your vacation home is not going to go down in value. That's theoretically, right. and if it does, when you sell it, you'll take the loss then. Yeah, it'll offset any gains you have. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So why are we allowing people to deduct depreciation on these properties? If you rent right. it out and you make money. Pay income tax on the money you make. No depreciation. And if you lose money on you know renting it out, like you, you're going to advertise and whatever, you get to show a loss for that. Well, by tax code, which is law, you have to take depreciation on That's rental property. That's what I'm property. saying. It doesn't make any sense. Why? It makes yeah. no sense. makes no sense because you come back in 10 years and you sell it for and you have all this gain. Now you have to recapture that depreciation at your ordinary rate at that point in time. Not the not the amount that not the tax you saved on when you took it, but the year you sell it, you have ordinary income from the depreciation that you took in previous years, and then the gain is anything above the original purchase price. So they get into fourteen. This it's just a, it's an extra home. If you rent it, it's now a business. That's right. If you stay in it, you don't need to pay yourself rent. That would be a wash. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like well, who cares about 21 days or 14 days or 7 days. You're renting it out, you're getting income. If the income is more than your expenses, pay tax on it. There you Unless go. And if you spend more money on the pro- you have a big repair or whatever, something you again, we get into that. If it's a big repair like a roof, well you're probably going to have to depreciate yeah. that, right? You yeah. can't just expense it. That's right. Which why not? I, I If I if I because I'm not going to need a new roof every year. I put $20,000 on a roof for my beach home, but I only rent it out and make $10,000 after expenses. Well, now I have a $10,000 loss. Okay, simple. So don't depreciate the roof. Don't depreciate anything. 
that seems to it makes it easier, right? Why do we need all this? It stuff? it should be easier. So frustrating because <laughs> then we have to know there's tax people that have, you have to hire and the man hours that go in there, and you're taking away from doing that. And there's all these people that apparently there was a court case that needed a, a ruling on what, how to handle uh, a vacation these losses about vacation homes. How many how many millions of dollars were wasted there? Oh, no telling. But I'm sure there's there's multiple cases of vacation homes that have gone to court. And why has this not been figured out before? It's not like someone's just woke up last year and said, well, oh, we can rent out vacation homes. Right. <laughs> and what happens is those those tax law proceedings, the, the ultimate, you know, the verdict on them actually has precedent. And, and like, you know, you go to the code first and then if – a tax or a tax court ruling ruled in favor of the IRS. You kind of have to follow that from there on out until something else tells you otherwise. On these big expenses, does it work this way in business too? Like, let's say I want to go out and I want to buy ten billboards along I twenty four, and it costs me fifty thousand dollars in a year for okay. advertising. Okay, that's an expense, right? You're, yes, that's that's correct. It'd be advertising right. expense. It's just the expense of the business. But if I have a, a house that I rent out that it's an investment, a rental or a vacation, whatever, and I have a $50,000 expense, they're going to make me depreciate that. That's right. Over time, because they don't want me to take in that deduction all in one year. Yeah, basically, if it's affixed to the house, then it should be depreciated based on code. But why? Because it's it just was an a, expense. Yeah. There's some gray area in there. You know, if you yeah, got a some five, stuff you can't, got a, some stuff can't. You got a five hundred dollar water heater. You going to depreciate that? Yeah. I, I, well, that just <laughs> makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah. So I just I'm trying to put my my mind in the state. Okay, of this, why is it an expense for this one type of business? So it's not for the other. I, I, and then make it do it over time. What is the damage done if you were to take a just use the roof? It's a fifty thousand dollar roof. That you're taking all in one year, so you show a huge loss. Let's just get it all over with. And there's no passive, yeah, none nothing. of that. So you take a fifty thousand dollar loss. Yeah, that one year it shaves fifty thousand dollars off your income for that year. Well, next year, guess what? You don't have that expense, and you're going to be paying tax on fifty thousand dollars more. That's right. And it's going to be it's going to break. Everybody wins, except for the time value of money. That's not. I don't, there's probably more way to it. I'm probably making it way too simple, but man, our tax code is way too complicated. If you have a tax question, a tax concern, you need tax help, reach out to Kevin Sizemore. What's that local number, Kevin? 848-1072. 848-1072. Also available online, thwcpa.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'll be back with you right after this. Donegal offers car and homeowner's insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto at home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, 
the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Appreciate you sticking along for the full ride today right here on WGNS and locked in to Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Walls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only commission-free financial advisors, certified financial planners in this area. All that stuff matters. It matters. It matters more than you know. Talked about it in the first segment. How your advisors paid, their credentials, who they work for. Those are the key factors of whether or not you're going to get hosed on your financial planning advice. You're like, oh, I trust my guy. My Sometimes they are just too ignorant to know what they, or not know what they don't know. Sometimes they are and they don't care. But you don't have to walk around with blinders on. You don't have to blindly trust these financial companies, these financial sales hacks, because you're going to take things in a different way. It doesn't have to be me. I don't do this show for business. Call me if you want. I'll be fine if you don't. Um, but I say this with all that's in my heart and soul. If you want the best, you want the most efficient, you want the, um, the, the conflict of interest-free way of getting financial and retirement and investment advice, you need to work with an independent, fee-only, certified financial planner. If they don't have all of those things, run far away. I appreciate you listening. Listen to the show anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. Again, financialcoachingradio.com. I'm out of here for today. Check back in with you tomorrow. Same time, same channel right here on WGNS. Keep it locked in right here. More local talk on the way.